God-fearing, pistol-packing patriot, free thinker and spiritual, who has always taken the road less traveled, CEO of Definitely Holly. Nothing behind me. Everything ahead of me. As is ever, so on the road. It's definitely. 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 Holly. This is the Definitely Holly Show. Not maybe, but definitely here on News Talk STL 1019 and 94.1. You can listen to my show every single Saturday evening at 5 p.m. And of course, my show is always available anywhere you get your podcasts. Or you can go to my show page, Definitely Holly, on NewstalkSTL.com. Now, there's a number of ways you can listen to my show. You can tune in, of course, through the radio. You can go to the NewstalkSTL.com website, or you can download the free app on your phone. So there's a number of different ways to listen to my show. So there you go. I just want, before I introduce my guest today, we're going to have him on uh, for the full show because there's a lot of information to unpack today, a lot of good information But before I introduce him, I just want to talk briefly about something that I picked up on this week while I was at a family funeral. So I was out of town this weekend. I went down to the lake, and uh, my my grandfather, his his wife had passed away. And so the family all got together down at the Lake of the Ozarks, and it was very nice, very wonderful celebration of her name's Jay, of Jay's life, Jay Bull. And it was just wonderful. A lot of family that, you know, I don't get to see as often. I got to spend time with my grandfather, my brother and I did. So it was just, it was a beautiful celebration. A lot of people, you know, shared stories about Jay and it was just, the stories were beautiful. Everything was just wonderful. All the beautiful flowers and the arrangements. And we, again, just the time spent together was, was beautiful. And so I just want to share something my Uncle Stephen actually said uh, during his uh, speech. He got up and he spoke on on Jay's life and his time with Jay and, of course, my grandfather and the life that they shared. And he saw, you know, he explained, he's just, he's a man of words. I just want to say that. My Uncle Stephen, I, I think I definitely get my writing skills from my Uncle Stephen because he is just, he is spectacular at writing. He's He writes like none other. He writes birthday cards, this, you know, not, he doesn't even say, you know, happy birthday. He literally, literally writes like paragraphs about, you know, about that person that he's writing to. But he gave a wonderful um, little speech, per se, on the difference between inheritance and legacy. And there's a big difference between that. And it's just, it's something that, you know, it's, the things that he shared just really caught my heart because it was it was so awesome what he had said. So I just want to share the difference between inheritance and a legacy, what he shared during his speech at the funeral. So obviously a considerable difference exists between an inheritance and a legacy. Now, where anyone can leave an inheritance, which is something you pass to your family or your loved ones, that inheritance also fades. Now, a legacy is something you impart in your family. So the difference between, again, inheritance and legacy is inheritance is obviously something tangible you can give to others, like valuables. It might temporarily bring them happiness, whether that is materialistics, money per se. Um, It eventually fades as it is spent, and your activity may or may not pay off, whereas a legacy is something tangible you place in others, like values. Now, a legacy also permanently transforms um, 
the recipients. Um, it lives on after you die. And your activity obviously made an impact and not an impression. These are just some differences, again, between inheritance and legacy. And I love what Billy Graham says about legacy. I'm going to leave you with this part. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren are not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. And as I introduce my guest today, you know, I, I purposely brought up, you know, the difference between inheritance and legacy because he's leaving a legacy. He's, he's literally speaking out on a legacy right now and everything he stands up for. You see the faith through him. You see the love through him. You see the light through him. And he stands up and he speaks out and he's not scared to. And we need more people doing that today. We need, most importantly, not only speaking out, but we need more people spreading love and showing, spreading light. And that's so important in a, in a extreme darkness in the world we live in now with everything going on and the evil that's in this world. We need more people spreading love and we need more people spreading light. And he does that. So I definitely am excited to introduce today my guest, John Paul Rice. He is a former Hollywood movie producer turned independent film producer. He has no restrictions entertainment, and his company creates bold and authentic films from real-life stories of survival with hope and love for a better world. No Restrictions Studios spotlights important issues rarely addressed in film today. Welcome, John. <laughs> Wow, what a great introduction and also a fantastic story uh, to what we're talking about today. And I'm really fortunate and thank you for having the heart that you do in order to do the work that you are bringing uh, issues to light where there are very few in your world who do that today. And so I commend you on your courage to be able to speak what you know to be true so that we can create a world that is first and foremost, safe for every single human being that exists, starting with children, and that's the one within us. Yes. So you literally became a Hollywood outsider overnight over, you know, a few years ago. I think that was back in 2020 when, you're, when you yeah. uh, did a video and it went viral. Yes, I did a live stream um, to my 700 followers at the time uh, talking about human trafficking of children and how it's related to Epstein and Hollywood and uh, goes into a place that most people can't believe exists, which is satanic worship and ritual abuse. And um, it was not intended to go super viral. Um, like I said, maybe there was three, maybe five people on the live stream. I sent it to a couple people. It struck a chord and ignited an entire movement uh, that was already there. But it had a catalyzed uh, message. And when I share that story, it's not what I did. It's what came through that day that I didn't plan to have happen. And um, kind of put my film, The Child's Voice, and me in the spotlight unintentionally. But I embraced um, that position to give as honest and as authentic as I could understand where we were at and what we could potentially do and have in this world if we began to heal and listen to our own inner child. So what happened with this video? Go ahead and, you know, 
share a little bit about that, what happened after this video went viral and it got out? Did you see a lot of uh, backlash per se on um, like the video getting, you know, taken off online or? Yeah, well, um, it spread like wildfire uh, more than I could even keep track of. I think to date it's been seen by over 150 million people worldwide, maybe more. Um, but it was, uh, and it continued, I mean, it got translated into six different languages that I know, um, it's come, come and gone over the years in, you know, it's only been two years, but like France has, it's become very huge in France and with Macron, um, normalizing, um, you know, dissolving age of consent. Um, you know, people have started to pay more attention to this issue about pedophilia. So what I thought, what happened in terms of backlash, no, there wasn't an enormous amount of backlash. There were a lot of people that um, tried to discredit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still do to this day. But at this stage of the game, most people are, are fairly aware of Epstein. And back then, it was just sort of becoming uh, an issue in the public's mind after he had been arrested. But... Um, the attacks were spiritual. Uh, there was an enormous amount of surveillance. There probably still is. Um, they were very worried that I had information that could potentially be leaked to the public through the internet um, because I worked in a banking institution for over 13 years that catered to the top one-tenth of one percent in Hollywood. And um, the thing is, I had no malicious intent whatsoever uh, what I spoke was from my lived experience and my heart of talking about how we heal, mm-hmm. how we can heal uh, this from this child abuse system, which impacts every single one of us. And so um, I do know that there were people that um, were monitoring me. I don't know the details of all that, and I had to actually let that go. Wow. I had to let of the fact that I could die at any moment. I could be killed for whatever reason by a crazy person or with a very calculated agenda um, because I know that everybody in that industry saw that video. And that includes all the, and that includes all the Satanists and the Luciferians that inhabit that industry. Right. And we know very, we know very well what happens, you know, actors and, you know, like Isaac Cappy and uh, Anna Hesh and, or Hesh, uh, you know, all these different people that, that speak out or produce, you know, documentaries or just speak out in general, we know what happens. So it's, it's very scary, but wow, just you, you getting over, I guess that fear and just, you keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, the reason why I had such a personal stake, I think in this, uh, situation was not because of the issue of human trafficking, but of my own abuse as a child. And um, I came to understand things at such a deep level uh, internally from healing from that trauma of having a mentally ill mother and a narcissistic father who were both alcoholics and sexually abused me as a child. And I came to have unconditional love for them and complete forgiveness because I realized that their child never conceived of being a parent one day and doing that and their parents' parents and the parents before them. This is about generational trauma. What we are witnessing coming online and seeing the horror that is manifesting and materializing 
has required us multiple generations to get here. And because we don't know who and what we truly are, we're given labels, identities, definitions, structures, concepts, thought forms, pop culture, eras, decades, um, modern trends that are all part of an inversion of the divinity of every single living human being on this planet. And this is a time about choices and the choices that we're going to make that help us discover what we truly love. This is being foisted upon us because the people at the very, very top, this is beyond presidents, this is beyond your government and the faith that is presented to you every day in the news. This is a psychopathic collective of very small group of people who are dying on a vine. And they are very, very afraid that we're going to figure this out much faster than they can spend their time with psychological events. Would you say that that's, um, you just said, you know, they're very afraid that, you know, people are going to start, more people are going to start figuring this out. Is that why Trump, President Trump, was was such a great threat because of everything he was trying to expose? Yes, but if you were to look at this as a dualistic system, he is the ugly-faced truth-teller who gets to also be the fascist dictator to the ideology opposed to sovereignty and nationalism and constitutional republic. Um, so what happens is, is that you get four years of a fake news tyranny that imprints a sense of desperation, fear, and is exclamated in year four of his presidency with the fear of dying and suffering that he caused it. So what you have done is you have completely destroyed the reality for people on both sides of the coin, left and right, mm-hmm. by inserting the fear of dying and suffering and having to have a savior and a villain. So they, believe you me, I was all for Trump's presidency and I came to it late. Because I was a Bernie Sanders guy, not because I was a communist or a socialist. I was was anti-establishment, and I knew how bad Hillary Clinton was. Mm -hmm. But but I had to go through a heartbreak process to wake up, which was the realization that heroes in authority will fail us every single time because the infrastructure and the world that they occupy is one of man's law and it's unconscious of itself. Right. So what is so the natural progression is going to be to move to an automated society and technology and AI to remove human error from genocide so that we can't kill people at a whim of a couple of human beings who decide that they're going for their own investment pockets as a means to kill humanity and fulfill their vision of the world. So um, understand that at a higher level, the four years of the fake news tyranny enabled the real one to come through. And it's an authoritarian energy that is derived from scarcity, fear, ignorance, which brings forward our child abuse systems, subconscious mind programs of narcissistic behaviors, which is the child defending itself in the face of threats. So what this authoritarian leftism is going to do is it's going to bring forward an authoritarian right to correct it. 
and that's being scarred on the minds of people who believe they're doing the right thing in the face of all this horror and this terror that's being waged upon them. But it is now a world of beliefs. It is not a world of homogenous ideology that they want you to believe still exists. Um, everybody is going to back to what they know. That's what the Great Reset is all about. Mm-hmm. It's basically generational uh, warfare through the mind. And everything that we did for 20 years over in the Middle East has now come back home inside our own country. We, ra- we waged wars of terror abroad for decades. And that karmically is now coming back to our shores, an invisible enemy. Mm-hmm. And it is the end of the dualistic system, which was the ritual of 9-11, bringing down the Twin Towers, collapsing upon themselves in slow motion over time to bring us to COVID-19, which is COVID-AI. Yes. That's the letters and the numbers associated on the alphabet AI, artificial intelligence, which is about suppressing the human spirit through the mind of fear so that they can offer you a false light God mm-hmm. and through this, your own meditation and hallucination. And this has a lot to do with, uh, I spoke uh, a few shows ago about MK Ultra, but you know, I, I think we're really seeing that now too, which, you know, a lot of people don't even know what MK Ultra is, but it is mind control. And that, I think that's what we're seeing, you know, in all aspects of society right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's basically it's the prequel to the Hunger Games to get you in tribes and collectives of reality. So basically they kill off a lot of people in the sun. Forget, for, for all that we're talking about, forget just the shots here and uh, the deaths occurring and the autoimmune disease and all this. Um, what we're talking about is the destruction of an illusion of a reality that was maintained through the belief of the people who put the meaning there for which they are now seeing the facade coming off. And what that will do is it will kill more people over time than all of COVID will ever have done. Right. And that was a very clear example of, you know, the enemy really putting a fear of dying into the public is through COVID. And, you know, and then, of course, now um, now the vaccine and everything. And so we have that as well. And, you know, people are dying right and left, you know, 20 year olds, 30 year olds. You, you see, you know, multiple deaths every single day of different, you know, um, sports people just falling over in the field while playing or, you know, doctors. And it's it's so it's it's sad. It is, and, and this is the thing, the, the, the sadness and the disappointment and the uh, anger and even the rage that will come and the violence that will come is never ending. And so, like, at a certain point, you have to decide what is really important to you. And I'm not here to tell anybody what to do, but I'm just going to give one example in the news right now because it's current whole thing with the speakership and the votes and this, that, and the other. I want people to think just for one moment. Let's say you get uh, the outcome that you want from that. Mm-hmm. What does it actually mean in your life right now? And here's the exercise that I would put to everyone. I want you to think back all the way, you know, pick a point in the last three, four, five, six years, right? Mm-hmm. 
back to 2017, 2018, even started 2019 or 2020, and list out all of the news stories that you've read and all the things that you've exposed yourself to as they occurred in, in chronological order and recite that back to yourself or anybody else, all of them. All the ones that you all the ones that you read, every headline that you touched, every tweet that you looked at, every video that you watched and shared, list it all back in chronological order. And the reason why you can't is that's what the point is. It has nothing to do with you remembering anything that was real. It all has to do with shaking your behaviors to get you here. Well, this is what linguistic programming is. It's called NLP. People should learn about this. This is what salesmen use, politicians use, and what our media uses in order to shift behaviors by using context and carefully crafted words with emphasis on them. Rachel Maddow to Tucker Carlson all practice this. Can you repeat that again? You said NLP? NLP. NLP. Neuro-linguistic programming. And it is... uh, goes back to Bernays, uh, the founder of Propaganda, written the book. All the people that occupy Hollywood are descendants of his, including the people who run Netflix. So they understand the mind better than we do. And we're moving into a time where um, what I would say, and this this is what I invite people to do, is that the real magic that you create from your heart that what you were talking about leaving an inheritance and a legacy versus holding on to things and what character and faith really mean, courage in the face of this horror with love in your heart. Hey, Jen, we're going to take a quick break. I hope everyone sticks around because we're going to continue this discussion. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 94.1. Song, this is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. Definitely Holly Show, not maybe, but definitely. Thanks for tuning in. This is News Talk SDL 1019-941. I have John Paul Rice on the phone, and we've been talking about human trafficking, mind control, his experience in Hollywood as a former Hollywood producer, and now he's an independent filmmaker. So we've been touching on a lot of different subjects here, but we let's continue that conversation, John. You said NLP. Yes, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, it's it's using uh, words that have, uh, let's say, preconditioned emotional value. We talk about, like, in, in media, anytime somebody says the word race racism, mm-hmm. you can bet it's going to be some some new thing laid down right, about what, what the next thing that racism is. Um, it's, it's about code and buzzwords. Um, Neurolinguistic programming is a suggestible, it's putting you into a suggestible state of persuasion, whereby your behaviors can change overnight without you noticing that they have, they would be in total contradiction of the prior, prior day's awareness. So it's basically a way to put you asleep and make you have thoughts 
and opinions and beliefs about things that you normally would come to on your own. So it puts you in a trance-like hypnotic state to make you believe that this is reality. It's like uh, the easiest way that I could do it in a practical sense is like when you go to buy a car and that color car or that brand of car, you start to notice that car everywhere else. Those always existed before, but now because your conscious awareness is placing attention on this issue or this particular thing, you start seeing it everywhere. So they can literally spell cast all of this into existence where people map their trauma and their fears into a story that's given to them by the media and their politicians. Um, you have to start realizing like what's right in front of you and bring in what you're bringing in in your head to a conversation that doesn't actually exist except in a creek story that was given to you and a narrative that makes it impossible for you to communicate with somebody once you find a difference there when there are so many other things that you could be talking about and exploring together. And if you look at the net effect of this time that we become closer together or more divided than ever before more divided than ever before why because of all of this that was given to us and that we took it in and put it into our identity and our conscious attention on it as opposed to having new thoughts new ideas and ways to do things with, um, with you being yeah. um so going back to when you were in hollywood what are some things that you saw in just just focusing too on like, um, like for for an example, uh, Balenciaga, that company, you know, all the mm -hmm. symbolism and all the child exploitation that they do, like in their photo shoots, you know, we saw the yellow tape in the photo shoots, mm -hmm. which spelled out, you know, the demon. And you saw the court documents, you know, focusing on child porn. There's so the symbolism, um, I believe, is a downfall for these people. But, yeah. but it takes people like us to bring that to light because if, if the, you know, average person were to look at these photo shoots or look at, you know, certain pictures, they might not pick up on the symbolism. Correct. Right. So there were far more uh, subtle than before. Um, there's, there's reasons for this, uh, but really what it, basically boils down to is they're going for imprinting their psychopathic world onto the collective. Even as the old guys, they are starring humanity with this crap because it's suggestible. It's basically taking things that you would have never thought about or seen before. And they're opening the door for you to see them. So there's a, there's a two way street on this, to how this works. Symbolism. Um, on the whole, is divine. The inversion is what they do. So they take the Holy Cross and they put it on the Nazi yes. swastika. Um, they take the the uh, they take the star, right, mm -hmm. which is right side up, and they invert it and call it the pentagram. Mm -hmm. So they co-opt the divine by inversion. So the symbolism and this is really important, is they will always have that there because it is the it is the keys to their inversion of frequency, which is uh, non-divinity. It's not connected to the quantum field of the Holy Spirit, which is in your heart. Mm -hmm. Psychopaths cannot feel love. They only can act out of fear. 
So everything is a threat. Um, they cannot perceive love for which they had been denied as children. So that part of them was never activated. They're not choosing to be psychopaths, if you will. It is by effect of their childhood that they have become this way and a world that has rewarded them. People look, and I'm only saying this because people have argued with me about what the Kardashians should or should not have done, that they should have known better. And I'm sitting here going, how would they know better if they grew up into a satanic coven? That's Those true. children, like, you're asking them to know right from wrong because they're billionaires? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You're asking them to know right from wrong? Where were they going to learn it? From our politicians? From television? From, from the schooling institutions? So they've had a life that is unlike anybody else's, as have you. We have only believed that this was all uniform for so long until now we're being woken up, but there's layers to that. We're being woken up to all these little differences in ourselves and that the people that we thought we were and the people that we thought these people were are not. But the problem is that because we don't know who we are, this is where cults start to form. And what I mean by that is there are people who in that cult will not see what that cult is really doing to them. Yes. But it's not just a satanic cult. It's a religious cult. Mm -hmm. It's a new age cult. It's a spiritual cult. It's a corporate cult. And probably that's the one that is the permanent of this time is the corporate class. The corporate criminal class is a non-feeling entity that claims it's a person but is the exact opposite of a human being because it, it seeks to serve the monster of greed. And it permeates, that collective consciousness permeates throughout all corporate America today from our healthcare systems to our education institutions to everything that we have cherished as as an institution that we believed was helping humanity on some way, some small way that we were moving the needle forward and helping everyone. And what we're going through is a, is a time of inversion where all of our falsehoods from before are being revealed. And it looks like we're going backwards in time, but we're actually only being held down temporarily. Right. I know for myself, something I had to uh, get past is, you know, for for a while there, I was putting Trump almost as a savior where Jesus is my rock in my life. And, you know, he's first and foremost the most important. But I was still kind of putting Trump on a pedestal. And I am 100 percent behind Trump. I still am. I will always Mm be. I think that he's doing a great job with exposing everything. And I think he is such I think he has goodness in his heart, despite whatever faults oh. he has. But the the thing is that I had to get over was that, you know, Jesus is the one that I need to remember is my only savior. He's the one God is. And that's something that I think a lot of people um, still need to, to realize. Yes. Yes. We, we have to take it um, to the level beyond the churches now because um, as they have been constructed, and I'm not telling anybody what they need to do, I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. giving perspective. Churches have despiritualized humans uh, purposefully, not the pastor, it's the structure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's where we should be our most active. 
if, if working properly. It should support community, not be a place where I go for one hour of my week while I get my football game afterwards and then check out and go serve the monster for another six days. Right. Um, it should, it should invite, it should not be going after men who are watching pornography and therefore are the cause of their marriage dysfunction. It should be looking at the higher places where all of this comes in and talk about the way we heal is not through shame and guilt, Mm -hmm. but actually to accept the worst in ourselves and each other. This is the message of Christ. Christ spent his time with who? Not authority. Didn't sit there and try to go to the world leaders and negotiate them. He went straight to the people that the world had thrown away. Yes. And the truth of the matter is whether you start this today, you will be, you will confront this at a certain point in this time going forward, each person to their own. But the truth of the matter is, is that the children of God are all of us and it's only realizing in a world that is unnatural that supernatural powers come into being because there are so disconnected from the source of all life, which is the creator of heaven and earth, that in praying for them, blessing them, and touching them, and feeding them, and clothing them, you heal them. We're going to take another short break, but I'm going to keep John on the phone, and we'll be right back. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. You're listening to Definitely Holly on News Talk STL. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. This is the Definitely Holly Show, not maybe, but definitely on News Talk STL. We've been talking about a lot of different, uh, a lot of different subjects with John Paul Rice on the phone. If you're just tuning in, oh my gosh, you have to go back and look up this episode on your favorite podcast uh, app and definitely listen to the whole thing because we're discussing a lot of information here. But sorry to cut you off earlier, John, but we're going to continue this discussion. So. Tell us a little bit about your movie. So your movie, I actually watched it a few nights ago. It was a great movie. So your film, A Child's Voice, that actually came out, Mm -hmm. was it 2018? That's correct. Yes, it did. Yeah, um, we made that film in late 2017 uh, before anything was really public about human trafficking on a level of disclosure or even before... um, WikiLeaks had suggested it and all of that, but really we uh, we did a deep dive, came across a lot of information that had been supplied, and then I discovered certain things as a result of those other things, and um, got into testimony survivors of SRA. We're talking about Kathy O'Brien, Ronald Bernard, Annika Lucas. These are all people that you could look up today, and there's endless stories. Uh, there's now a podcast called uh, Save Our Children Podcast that documents all of these survivors from human trafficking, and I would strongly recommend going and listening to some of them. It's profound what they say. And it's called um, Tell Tell Again or Say Again. It was uh, Save Our Children Save, Podcast. Yeah, Save Our Children Podcast. Uh, it's run by Bridget, Becky, and Emma. Um, they're good friends, and they they put a spotlight on survivors. Uh, for their show and 
stories are just unbelievable but incredible triumphs of human, um, the human spirit and soul. Um, but I, I would say that what, what really did is it stirred me this, this understanding that as a filmmaker, you may encounter something very uncomfortable, but it calls to you. And so we made a child's voice because that issue trafficking of children and really how it related to the abuse of the child and the division of the child that's being crushed and murdered, uh, soul murdered. That was our sixth film. Prior to that, I had done one of our fantasy girl, which is based on a true story. And it deals with a girl who's working as a dominatrix, doing fantasies out of a child room for $150 an hour. And that was based on the story of a girl I met. I met all these people that I realized in the story of a child's voice, what really came down to the, the awakening within each and every single one. And in this movie, we made it a supernatural thriller and we made it completely, we handled the issue. So I want people to understand that, you know, uh, subjecting yourself to this issue, we did so in one of the most delicate ways where we didn't show anything graphic, mm-hmm. but yet we, what is going on at a, at a conceptual level um and this is all about child abuse child sacrifice and trafficking of children for a, a number of different things we think of sex as being one of those things but there's other things that are trafficked for labor being one of them and then there's other things organ harvesting the, and, mm-hmm. organ harvesting torture um it's stuff you don't like to think exists and this is the truth it's like really at the end of the day, I talked to some people in the awakened community, awakened community or truth community a couple of years ago, and I said, you're about to foist this issue upon the general public, which you want them to understand everything about this and how gruesome and horrific it is in, in great detail, and you don't realize the unconscious promise that you're going to be awakening in people, in people who would have never considered this to be a problem before because they are not that inclined not because they're ignorant but because they just don't conceive of people being capable of doing such evil to children and what you might awaken in people especially women who have children is a very deep pain in them that they may recover from because we don't have a system today that knows how to care for them and love them and help them address their unconscious traumas we just medicate them or we put them in therapy mm-hmm. and we talk around the problem we don't heal it. Right. So I, I, here's, here's my, my invite to people is like child's voice is a beautiful story about the road to redemption through love. And it's a painful process in some ways because it's always people on the outside that get marginalized in the sense in the real way, not the political way, but they get marginalized because their, their appearance makes them look like they're not important. And in the story, you, you follow the story of a homeless heroin addicted teen who gets called out by this child for help and answers the call, thinks he's going crazy and ends up following a path to rescuing a woman from these human traffickers that, that originally murdered this child. And uh, they stand up together in spirit of love and courage to this network to finally avenge them and be able to 
have the courage in the face of uncertainty to go, I will help you. And so um, that movie uh, is available today on Tubi.com. And it's also on many other platforms internationally. And if you have YouTube, you go to um, Flash TV on YouTube. Uh, look up a child's voice there. You can watch it there for free and on TV for free with ads. But mm-hmm. those are um, the two main things in the United States. And I, I know it's been circulated all over the United, uh, United States and the world now uh, to millions of people. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And we're actually going to include a few different links with your website and um, different links where you can, you know, people can watch that viral video and then also watch um, – your movie, um, A Child's Voice. We'll include that in the podcast version of my show so people have access to that as well. So I am actually going to play a short little clip here, and I want you just to touch on this subject. So this is going back to, oh gosh, I'm trying to think what year this was. This was, I want to say 2012. But um, if everyone remembers uh, Trayvon Martin, well, Tracy Martin, Trayvon's dad, actually spoke out on ABC. I found a clip. Uh, back in 2012, and he actually says that Zimmerman, which was Trayvon's killer, was just simply playing the part of a killer. So I want to go ahead and play this clip, and I want to get your thoughts on that, John. That's why that guy, Trayvon's dad, he uh, he sacrificed his son. Now, some of y'all don't understand that. And the reason it made so much headlines because he's a free hall Freemasonry, and he's a part of that brotherhood. And he's going to get all the attention to work. So all the brotherhoods wants to see him. This is his time to shine. So all the brotherhoods get to see who is this guy getting ready to come up in the lodge. What better way to, to promote him to him offering his son? And they already know what it was. Oh, okay. This is oh he wants to. He's going to be coming up pretty soon. So he they don't have to announce it to the public. But whatever field he was in or whatever he's working, they're going to take him under their thumb, he's going to rise up. He's going to be a wealth. It's a reason for everything. And that guy sacrificed his son, man. That's why I don't speak on it a lot because we know that's a sacrifice. Zimmerman is just playing the part. Pretty soon this thing going to be over done with. You never hear about him again. As I said before, there's <laughs> levels of rituals. Okay? The more wealth that you have, the more rituals or sacrifices you're going to be asked to do. 98% of hip-hop is gay. I, I can, there's no other way to say it. 98% of them are gay. 2% of them got out. That's not many. Because the majority of them love that lifestyle. Okay. Um, all actors and actresses sleep with the same sex for roles, contracts, commercials, sitcoms. And that's the truth. Whenever you see an actor or actress... So I'm going to end it there real quick before I get your thoughts on that. Um, it's a long, long video, but it's called Expose the Pedos um, End of the Cabal. But and, that, and that's actually on Rumble if people want to look that up. But I so I just want to go back and say, so I thought that that was, going back to what I said, I thought that was Trayvon Martin's dad speaking out, but it was someone who knew Trayvon Martin and his dad sharing that information. So let's get your thoughts on that, John. Um, I don't know the specifics of that, but I do know exactly everything you're talking about. Um, when you get to that level of these societies, however they're constructed and presented to the individual, um, you the further you get up in them, you have to make these kinds of things and also sign your name in blood. Um, 
they can take you out at any time, according to it. it here, here's what it is. Uh, just real simply, the Sith in uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So back to the original trilogy, just real quick, and you go with the Emperor and Vader and Luke. What does the Emperor say to Luke? He says, kill your father and take his place by my side. Mm-hmm. He's, he's about, and Vader's supposed to be okay with this, right? He's saying it right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the whole point of that is that there are only two at all times, knowing that your second in command is expendable at any time. Because it's all about continuing the bloodline of corruption. Yeah. So if, if it's not just holding itself, it's got to go from soul to soul. You know, it's like it's like the version of going to divinity, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and so, uh, yes, it, it's reductionist. It, it will it will preserve the order out of that, and they will, and and the actors, yes, they've all with everybody that they need to in order to get as far as they need to go and it's not just some shallow vapid uh, place although it ultimately is but it, it requires authenticity and divinity and all they try to do is corrupt that and I don't that's mean, where sorry yeah, I, I don't mean to cut you off we unfortunately do have to wrap things up but go ahead you know share with us just a brief summary of what people can do living in the world we well, live in. Yeah. So I wrote a little bit of this today, but I'll just say it real quickly here. At a soul level, we came in to honor all of our ancestors who sought to live free as a human being, a child of the creator of heaven and earth. It matters not what is the material of this life, but how it is experienced and expressed in its life, unaware of itself until fully conscious of its existence and divinity. The real power of all existence is love. And love in the form of acts of care is the only thing that changes beliefs because it proves something else exists. So if you are that very thing, you become the thing that you are, not what you think you are, but as you live, you will heal others by healing yourself. And if you go to the inner child that lives with inside of you, and you see that your mother and father were no different than you when you were children in another time and space. They had hopes, loves, and dreams. When you begin to see them as a human being who lived a very flawed and troubled life, just like all of us do in our own way, we can begin to have everything that we want when we see that child in each and every single one of us. And that's the true Christ coming through. I love that. Thank you so much, John. And go ahead and tell everyone quickly where they can follow you, your website and social media. Sure. Social media, all my accounts are at no restrictions. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter. And I also have a Telegram channel, no restrictions, JPR. My website is no restrictions, ENC.com. And like I said, you can find all seven of my movies both on there and on multiple platforms worldwide. And I thank you all so very much. God bless you and thank you for today. Thank you so much. That was John Paul Rice. His website is norestrictionsent.com. We are definitely going to have John back on the show, but for now we have to wrap things up. This is News Talk STL 1019-941. We will see you next Saturday evening at 5. This is the Definitely Holly Show. 
Why can't every day be just this good?